Hey everyone, Mark here. Just a quick PSA before this week's episode. Things might sound a little off this week and next week as we had to swap the two episodes. Our episode we did this week for Thanksgiving Life Signs is actually going to be out next week, and the episode we recorded for next week, Prophecy, is the one you're about to listen to. Hope you enjoy and have a happy Thanksgiving. We are very grateful for you. Great. Great job. Great job, everyone. Uh, really loving really it. Really on point so far. Um, yeah. Are you guys watching any Christmas movies? Getting in the Christmas spirit? Not yet. Four it's, days after Thanksgiving. You're yeah, after Thanksgiving till yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Okay. But what what are you watching, bud? Uh, I just watched Love Actually, which is like <laughs> my kind of Christmas movie. My least favorite Christmas movie. It's so good though. Bill no. Nye is like the best. Bill Nye is fine. The goofiest. Alan Rickman uh, is a monster. Oh, absolute mo- Nobody nobody's good. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna defend anyone's actions. No, great, we great do. Movie, our big one in our house is the holiday. Oh, the holiday's great. Yeah, that one is that one that is one's Samuel's fantastic. Samuel's favorite. Which Love I guess one. at this point, this episode it takes place after Thanksgiving. Our episode takes place after Thanksgiving, right? So it's Christmas time, baby. So it is. Christmas Which is time. why we did a Jesus episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the Messiah, Messiah episode. The Messiah episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted to comment that Love Actually is one of those movies that can like very easily uh it's almost like a, f- a, a, a like an advertisement in terms of the way like a like a fast food advertisement where you're watching it and you're like that burger looks really good and yeah. like if you eat it and think about it and you actually like have the real thing it's like this is terrible yeah but like it's got such a good cast Still and everybody good. is so sure. ridiculously talented mm-hmm. that it can like the first time you watch it, you get that like, oh, this is really good. And then the second time you watch it, and you're like, it's kind of so Hugh Grant slut shamed the woman for getting hit on by the president. Right. Like, yeah. he's mad at her because somebody else was creepy. Uh, you could you read know, like, it differently, though. The more uh, intellectual that you get, the more you can really, <laughs> really twist your mind into seeing it the way that you want to see it. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the thing. You really have to like gaslight yourself to watch that movie right. in, in, with that perspective. It is uh, the in and out of Christmas no, movies. Well, I know you don't like in and out, but I love in and out. I love in and out. I'd say it is the in and out of Christmas movies. Right. It's delicious, and, so- and I like it a lot. And uh, and I'll, I think I'll, it's crazy overrated, <laughs> and the fries aren't that good. So <laughs> it is so problematic. Like Laura Linney can't be happy because her brother is there, has a mental yeah, disability. Yeah, that one's weird. That one's weird. There, and there are fine parts to the menu of In and Out. There are there are even good parts to the In and Out menu, but the parts that don't work for me in the in and out menu really don't work. Just like the parts in Love Actually really don't work for <laughs> the me. The only part in Love Actually that doesn't work for me is at the end when that kid runs through TSA and doesn't get fucking murdered because it's like two years after 9-11. It's and there's absolutely the no way that that kid does not get tackled and arrested Well, I don't know what shot. the UK's policy is on shooting children. It's, it's probably a, a little more stringent than it is in America. In America, it's like, we got a runner. <laughs> Sir, it's a seven-year-old. Cool. cool. Just need him less. <laughs> Uh, the Christmas season. Welcome to the Christmas my, season. My Christmas movie, as you know, Dylan, is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, it's that's, so that's good. That's, oh. 
They are re-releasing it on Disney Plus this year with <laughs> the Love is Gone intact, which if you don't Ooh. know, is absolutely essential. Beautiful. It was on the VHS, but it was taken out of the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. And the Blu-ray also is the theatrical cut, so that scene was not in it. But due to popular demand, the love is gone. It's Five back. and a half minute sad love ballad. The, lo- is the love is back. <laughs> the love is back. The love is back, baby. It's essential to the movie because without it, you don't know, like you don't understand this, the emotional impact that Scrooge has mm-hmm. when he loses Belle. Mm-hmm. And the last song of the movie is the love. Uh, the love is um, back. Oh my god. It's basically the love is back. It's like yeah. a reprise, right? It's like a reprise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Uh, but thank you for per- your pronunciation of reprise because this is a Star Trek podcast. Yeah. Re- re-enterprise. Yeah. Re-enterprise. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's our Christmas portion it's for Christmas this week. Portion. We'll we'll do some more Christmas stuff in Voyager month. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Voyager month. Welcome back to Voyager month. Voyager month. Uh, what? Did we watch today? Uh, I forgot to change the name here, but it's Prophecy. We watched Star Trek Voyager Prophecy. <laughs> Prophecy. Season 7, episode 13, Late Voyager. Everybody's, uh, their heads are getting a little bit bigger. Their clothes fit a little bit better. Yeah. And everybody's <laughs> have, comfortable in their roles. Have we done anything later than this? Yeah. What did we do later than this? Well, it was pre, it was pre-mark, pre-mark, so I don't know if you, you consider well, it. Well, I haven't done anything. <laughs> uh, alter, not alter ego. Um, I guess Shattered was later than this, wasn't it? Author, author is definitely later than that. Really? Uh, Man, season seven's got some bangers. You're right. Oh, Shattered we literally just did last week, two, two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Shattered. Shattered. Sh- Shattered. So real quick, um, I went to the Elton John concert last night. And yeah, the, Mark, the we woman, know. Slash two we weeks know. ago. Two weeks ago. So the woman <laughs> announcing it, she got confused beforehand and thought it was the concert that's going on tonight slash two weeks ago, which is like the final concert ever. And so mm. she made this big announcement. Oh, she was no. like, Kiki D is here who sings Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And she's like, uh. Bernie Toppin is here and Dua Lipa is here. Oh my and God. Because they're live, streaming, their they're live streaming the final concert on Disney+. Plus. Ours was the, the second to last concert and none of them showed up uh, uh. because it wasn't our concert. That's and so incredible. everyone was like, Really? They're coming? We didn't think they would be at our concert. And so, <laughs> Dua Lipa's going to be here? Yeah, because he nice. does have a song with Dua Lipa. Sure. And yes. so when he started singing that song, he goes, Dua Lipa, and she showed up on the screen, like a pre-recorded ah. on the screen, but everyone was like, is she coming out? Is she going to be here? What's and going I was on? like, no, she's not going to be here. Oh and so I was like, oh, that woman's getting fired. It was, was hilarious. Was Britney Spears there? Britney was not there, and I don't Damn. think Britney is going to be there uh, at the final concert. But he did bring her up, and he did talk about her. So. Oh, love that song, that yeah. that new one that they did. Yeah, yeah it's they, badass. They did a new song together? Uh, no, they just redid, um, what's the song called? Uh, I can't remember I, what it's called. I, they, he's It's climbing the charts, though. I, I don't know what it's, it's called. It's so either, good, but. yeah. They, they just re-recorded uh, one of his old songs together. And just updated it a little bit. We, we just did all the phases of how old we are. I know. Me doesn't even know it exists. You guys <laughs> know that it exists, but don't know the name of it. <laughs> we need we need somebody who's twenty two right, who like, like listens to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my <laughs> uh, Oh, it's called "Hold Me Close." It's Tiny Dancer. Oh yeah, ah, it's Tiny, it's Tiny Dancer. Dancer. 
his most famous song. But it's called Hold Me Closer. Yeah. Because it's different. Yeah, because it's not the same as trying to answer. Yeah. He's like, you don't get the name. You don't get to coast off the name cloud. Uh, all right. Well, should, uh, we, <laughs> should we talk I about Star Get into your D7 150 uh, year old Klingon battle cruiser. That's been out in the Delta Quadrant, Delta Quadrant. for fucking decades. The DQ for decades. <laughs> the, dairy, uh, the Dairy Queen. Yeah. And um, yeah, just uh, just 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 uh, you know, d- d- uh, put put on your your D seven and Voyager um, ornaments on your tree, on mm-hmm. your holiday tree, your holodeck holiday tree, your holodeck tree, your, your hollow, hollow tree, hollow tree. It took us way too long to get there. I know. Yeah, we need we. <laughs> this is all because <laughs> Darius is in here. If we had Darius, he would be way ahead of us. And get ready to. Trent. 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 We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Doubt that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. That was weak. Yeah, because I did it. Every time I do it, it's weak. <laughs> I'm no, the weakest this is, one. This is your territory, it. Dylan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tired. My legs hurt. My knee hurts, actually. You, I was going to say, skiing, go right? Skiing? I went skiing yesterday. Yeah. Get this guy. Skier. It's really crazy. It was very Top fun. skier. Where do you uh, ski in Southern California? Big Bear. It's two hours oh, away. Big Bear. Yeah, I've never skied before. It was my my first nickname time in college. Big Bear. Big Bear. Come on, Big Bear. Big Bear. We're going to call you Big Bear from here on out, Mark. Oh, yeah. Big Bear. Big Bear Mark. <laughs> Big Bear. Uh, it was my first Mark. time skiing, though, and I fell quite a bit. Uh, I got thrown down a black diamond, and I didn't know it the first time I went down. <laughs> Isn't that like expert skiing? So That's like kill Sonny Bono. Yeah. It wasn't level. like... It shouldn't have been labeled a black diamond because, from what I was told, it was like uh-huh. not really a black diamond, but it was very steep. Uh, and I fell down a lot the first time. Second time, though, great, totally fine, didn't die. Well, I'm glad you're alive. Me too. I'm more of a sit in a lodge and sneak whiskey into my hot cocoa type of person. Mm. That sounds nice. Yeah. That sounds very so, nice. I, I love doing things with my body. I sound like a robot right now. I love to do things <laughs> I with love my doing body. things with my human no, body. I really body. like, like I like to exert myself physically. It's really fun. <laughs> knee, anything that involves the knees now, I have to really, I have to decide how much it's worth it because they yeah. are already bad. And <laughs> I'm like, it's, I'm just one mess up away from it being like for the rest of my life, I have like a torn, what is knee. it? Like a <laughs> ACL. ACL? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I, I might've already done it, you yeah. know, cause there, there was a, it? yeah, exactly. Is it worth it? And mm-hmm. so like multiple times I've had the opportunity to ski yeah. and I've been like, I wish I were 23. And I could mess up my knee back then, <laughs> as opposed to have done it over two decades of running, which was like, it's the lamest way to, to mess up your knee. It's because yeah. like, I was just like a bad distance runner. Like running on I concrete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Los my Angeles knees are running. fucked. It's uh, okay, though. But like skiing seems like it would be super fun. It's very fun. 
I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, my last run though, I f- I fell. I tried to. Basically, what happened is skiing down to the end, right? Like where the lodge starts or whatever. Yeah. I tried to like skid to a stop. Completely slipped. My pole, you know, those like orange, like plastic fences that they put up, those like netting fences or whatever. Yeah, the things in SSX tricky that yeah. I would always <laughs> run into. Yeah. yeah. My pole got caught in one of those. I went flying forward, and my arm, because they've got the little latch that goes under your wrist, yeah. my uh-huh. arm was just flopped out attached to this fence <laughs> and I was laid out and up in front of everyone in the lodge and I like couldn't sure. get up because I couldn't get <laughs> my arm was so tightly pulled thankfully uh-huh. somebody helped me but it was quite a way to end it I love looking ridiculous and stupid and dumb it's doing it's dumb great things. I love it especially yeah. skiing you look really fucking stupid when you're like going really fast and you're out of control yeah, it's great. Well, because your feet are like four feet long at that point. So <laughs> it's like, how am I supposed to walk around like this? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Star Trek time. Star Trek time. Prophecy. Uh, this came out February 7th, 2001. Pew, pew, pew. Um, it was written by Michael Sussman and Phyllis Strong. Story by... This is... Oh, Jesus. Story by... Larry Nemec. Nemen? I would guess Nemechek. Nemechek. Thank you. J. Kelly Burke and Raph Green and Kenneth Biller. That's a lot of story back credits. A lot of stories. Did you did you also have the same reaction when you saw it on screen where people were talking and then the entire screen was just writing? Taken up by writers and story. (laughs) Whenever that happens on a show, I immediately go, uh oh. This one might be bad. <laughs> this one went through some rewrites. Yeah, this one might be bad. I'll, I'll quickly address that I believe Nemechek and Kelly Burke were generally like writing staffers, and they had pitched this story in the first season for the first season of Voyager. Oh. So this is why maybe and but they I don't think they wrote obviously they didn't write the teleplay. I'm sure R- Rafe Green and and Kenneth Biller did a, gave the, gave it a pass and then gave the teleplay to Michael Sussman and Phil Strong. We were just talking before we were officially on how season seven of Voyager kind of bangs. It bangs. Yeah. They really did run out of bad ideas and they're getting closer and closer to the Alpha Quadrant so they can start to introduce more Alpha Quadrant stuff. Yeah. And like they can start to interact more with the Alpha Quadrant, which is what I mean. The the Reg storylines from this season are some of the best, some of Voyager's best storytelling are mm-hmm. the, the stuff where they're interacting with, with um, Reg Barkley. I wish they could have gotten to like season 10 or 11. Just, yeah. just to just see. I would have loved Voyager like 2.0 where they go through a whole gen. They're still lost in the Delta Quadrant. They go through a whole generation of people. Well, I mean, they do end up doing that because there's uh, Naomi Wildman and Echip, right? Are like actual fucking adults in that one like alternate timeline. Shattered. Or future or whatever. Oh. Shadows. Shattered. 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 You, Shattered. You did it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Shattered. Yes. Shattered. Plus in Endgame, they technically go through the entire thing as well. Yeah. 
the the season for that series. It takes finale. like seventeen years eventually. Marvel yeah. Endgame is that what you're talking about? I'm talking the about Avengers? Marvel Cinematic Universe Endgame. Oh, okay. no, I'm talking about the the first oh, yeah. Endgame. I, I know the original Endgame. When Thanos, word, Endgame. When Thanos <laughs> snapped his fingers and Voyager half the Voyager crew disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. So he snapped his fingers. Everyone disappeared. Does that include in the Star Trek universe? And like it does. Everywhere? No, only half the crew. Somehow Neelix still survived. I don't know how, but Neelix is still around. <laughs> Neelix All got right, cut I, in half. <laughs> I now have to divert. You know, like when the snap occurred. <laughs> All TV shows just got fucked. <laughs> yes, half of all life in the universe died, and that's pretty traumatic. But also, people Sorry. couldn't even fall back onto their sports, <laughs> on their media, their their their. Uh, Michael games. Jordan disappeared. There's, there's no, no Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> you know, like uh, it's, I bet a lot of players are like, "Hell yeah, this is my opportunity to thrive." Or like on TV, you know, you can't have. It's like if you're on season seven of something and you lose half of your cast, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Can't Wait, finish the show. Does the snap happen throughout all of time and space, or just like no, just at, at that moment? It just, just happened at that, at that moment. moment. Okay. Well, that was like in the at the beginning of Endgame. They're using Yankee Stadium for like a support group. Like yeah. Yankee Stadium is just abandoned. Like the Yankees are <laughs> yeah. Yankees are fucked. They don't exist. They're like, well, let's just use this as for our AA meetings. I yeah, guess. Awesome. Like, yeah. like nothing to do here. <laughs> oh my god! And Neelix lives on. Neelix actually, lives on. That is a, a storyline in the leftovers, which does what Endgame does much better. Uh, which is there's like an entire cast of people from a TV show that all, they all die. And so people like form a conspiracy theory around <laughs> it. Cause they think like, you know how it's supposed to be 1% of people, 1.4% of people disappear mm. in the leftovers. But it's like, how can this whole <laughs> cast except for this one guy die? You know, <laughs> leftovers is great. By the way, leftovers is so good. And deals with the emotional weight of losing 1.4% of people way better than Endgame does with 50% of people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. This was, directed, this was directed by Terry Windle. Windell. Ter- Windell. Windle. Terry Windell. I like Windell. Especially since it rhymes with our next credit. Who made the music? Who made the music? If it rhymes with Windell. Yo, Kiero. David Bell. Yokiro David Bell, ding. <laughs> that was the talk, the Taco Bell Bell, ding. Would you watch this episode just for the holodeck content alone? No. Sure. It's a no from Dylan. It's a sure <laughs> from Mark. What we got? Uh, I, I lean no. They literally blunted <laughs> the weapons, right? They, they, they nobody's gonna die. Nobody's gonna die unless okay. Tom gets absolutely fucked in the face homeboy and has like almost, a really bad. Homeboy almost died. Which which homeboy are you talking which about? Which one? Right now? Klingon. Yeah, but he's got some disease. That's like that's his own fault. It's like I mean, getting it's in a fault. fight and then having a heart attack. <laughs> that's not related to the fight. Listen, you're still going down <laughs> in the fight. I guess he still got he still got a ticket to Stovacor. I'm. Does that count? Like, if you're in battle and then you have like an allergic reaction to something, you get stung by a bee. Yeah, do you still still get to go to Stovacor even though you're just in battle? You're still in battle, baby. Still in battle. (laughs) Technicality. Yeah, I would. If I was Kayless, not gonna honor the bee sting. (laughs) He wouldn't have been there. 
to get stung by that bee if he hadn't been in that battle. That's true. Does Damn that mean, straight. can you cheat the system? Like, if you just really want to go out, you'll just, like, find a battle anywhere and then you just kill yourself? And you're the Klingons do that all the they time. They do that all the time. <laughs> They're like, I can't die in battle, so suicide me. So kill me. So like, suicide. They, yeah. <laughs> They do that all. They're like, oh, is this a terrible, stupid, poorly planned mission? Hell yeah. I'm 74. Let's get you know, I'm going to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> blow up the ship. Yeah. Well, you can't blow up your own ship. That's that's dishonorable. That's dishonorable. Well, or, or they'll insurmountable odds and go against one ship against 20. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do our round robin recap. Let's recap it. Uh, how about Dylan start us off, then we'll do Mark, and then I'll do me. Okay. Yeah, the middle part? Okay. You got middle. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so it starts pretty quick. Uh, the Klingons show up, and they're like, bro, what the fuck? And they're and the, the normal people are like, whoa, Klingons, what are you guys doing out here? And so they get them on the ship, and they're like, hey, we're just looking for our, our one true only planet because we got to be on our own planet uh and then they find Blana Torres and Blana Torres is like so it so she's like oh I'm actually pregnant and the Klingon um the Klingon captain's like this is our savior and so the elders are like bring her to us and they're like she's not even truly Klingon the baby's definitely not Klingon um and so he's like the, the captain's like actually we're just trying to make it work so I can get my people on a planet um and the elder's like I'm gonna fight um and so uh-huh. then uh, okay, so Tom and the Klingons fight. It should be noted, by the way, at this point, there are, all the Klingons are living on Voyager because oh, they blew yeah. up their own ship. Yeah. Uh, Tom and, and the Klingon fight. Turns out he's got Klingon death virus, but the baby that Balana and Tom has uh, is immune to it, so they all get cured. And also, Neelix Banks. <laughs> I, I can't believe we forgot. That, that was on you, Klingon. Dylan. They moved, <laughs> they moved over to the ship very early in the episode. <laughs> the normal people... <laughs> As you call the normal them. <laughs> Took them in. <laughs> My brain completely fried. I know I you like waffled that. for the first 10 of your seconds. <laughs> I think that I'm glad that we're getting back to, to the tradition of absolutely wasting the first 15 yeah, first seconds. 15 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. God. Good yes, Lord. The Klingons are on Voyager. I feel like it was a cowardly move. To have two hundred Klingons on Voyager for one episode—that's what when I it, said. When it would have been hilarious <laughs> to have them just stuck on Voyager for the rest of the series, of which there are only ten more, thirteen more episodes. In that would have been notes, awesome. In my notes, I literally said, if Voyager had any balls, they would keep the Klingons in the cargo bay for the 100%. remainder of the show. But there are women and children. The women and children living in the the. They're just. <laughs> triple bunking i think that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it really is it does become a sitcom at that point where you're like oh this is this is so insane yeah (laughs) especially when neelix is like we all just bunk together and nobody is like no no absolutely not that's a very bad idea (laughs) (laughs) what's hilarious okay so something we didn't mention in our recap is that Neelix ends up bunking with Tuvok. Not because Tuvok wanted it, but because everybody who volunteered to give up their rooms 
were going to, you know, be placed together. But nobody wanted to room with Tuvok. Nobody, nobody wanted to room with Tuvok. <laughs> so the only available room by the time that Neelix got to it was Tuvok. So Tuvok made basically this is his own fault. Is it his Tuvok's own fault? Because people just don't so. like him. You're blaming. Clearly, like nobody wants to bunk with with Tuvok <laughs> except for Neelix. I was under the impression that everyone on the ship, not just the volunteers, everyone on the ship had somebody with them. Because Voyager's crew is only 150 people, and there were over 200 Klingons. Yeah. So everybody had somebody, and Tuvok was the only person who didn't offer up his room because he's kind of a dick. And what so an Neelix, asshole. So Neelix was like, I gave up my whole room for an entire family. I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you, bud. I'm I pretty watch sure Tuvok did because he said he, his room hadn't been assigned. Anyways, the oh. point is... They're roommates, uh, and they're great they're roommates. roommates. And we need that as a, sh- a sitcom. It's like the odd Well, couple. that's the thing. Yeah. Give us a 13, 13 more episodes of them having to live together. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was like uh, Strange New Worlds or Discovery? The next like whole... The whole fucking series... No big, the universe is going to end. It's just we found 200 Klingons in space and we can't rehouse them. So they're on the ship. Yep. That's the ship. it. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. They want to be close to their queen, Balana Taurus. Yes. The the and the, the, the virgin mother. The not, princess not virgin that mother. was promised. Yeah. The princess that was promised. Mm-hmm. Klingon uh, Jesus. <laughs> I do want to point out... Uh, I, I can go into guest star shoutouts because this has to do with uh, Sherman yeah. Howard as Tigreth. He's like the main Klingon, right? That's like you're the you're the one. You're the you're our savior. Uh, I think Tigreth was the old the older one that hated her, right? The shitty one. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So then maybe I'm thinking of Paul Eckstein. Uh, probably as Maroc. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The man's hair is wonderful. Oh, the captain is Ren T. Brown. Kolar, Captain Kolar. Never mind. (laughs) Not that guy. The third guy, Ren T. Brown, Kolar. His hair, wonderful. I don't know if anybody saw how insane his hair was, but it was beautiful. It it had like really like, um, yeah, just. uh, Yeah, he had some wavy locks. So curly. I'd never seen a Klingon with such incredible hair, to be perfectly honest. It looks great. I'm just looking at a picture. That's why I'm so quiet right now, because it does just <laughs> look great. It looks great. Perfect curls, really. It, it they're yeah, they're wonderful. He he was probably my favorite um character of the episode, like super practical Klingon, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know what? We found something that's gonna fit these prophecies. I'm just trying to look after my people, trying to resettle <laughs> them. Like, sorry, girl, it fits. We're going to make it work and I you're going to help us that. resettle my people. Um, and everyone else is all pissed. He's like, but no, I'm looking after everyone. <laughs> I yeah, love him. He, he's absolutely. He's like, uh, you know what? I bet we can probably fake something if we just take a close. I mean, these are prophecies. They're pretty loose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very loose. <laughs> it convinced all these guys to do this in the first place. So I'm sure there's some lines in there. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Which, that made me, it was so weird why she fought so hard against it. Like he was like, Hey, Janeway, like, this is what I'm trying to do. And Janeway was like, I refuse to let you lie. And it was like, so you just want to have these Klingons on your ship for the next like 
80 years or 60 years or however close you are like no yeah. just let him do his thing <laughs> I, I, I get it that it's so weird when Voyager decides to care about ethics and when it doesn't yeah. like yeah. it's like this week Janeway on her like little like a uh, vision board or whatever she's like I'm going to be good Starfleet this week I'm going to be good Starfleet I need to do four good Starfleet things right. <laughs> and somebody's like what if we lie to them about their religion she's like Normally I'd be down, but I said I, four good Starfleety things. I have this to week. check this box. I'm one away. <laughs> I'm one and away. This one seems like this is the good time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's Klingons literally like brawling in the mess hall, and she was like, "No, but we no, have to be good. They need no. to. We need they to keep need, them. It's good. Yeah, I oh. do. I agree, though, Mark. I love how just fucking chill he is. He's just like he's like, look." We're never going to fight. It's not real. So this is about as close as we're going to get. So let's just fucking do it. I'm tired of living on a ship with 200 fucking Klingons. It's driving me insane. My grandpa, crazy person. He's crazy just person, yeah. Let's just make it work and find a planet and start our own and colony. Star- we, we could just be living on a normal place in the Alpha Quadrant right now, but no. You have no idea how many incredible planets we came across, but it didn't work out because we didn't have a fucking messiah. Because we were yeah. looking for this goddamn baby. Let me tell you, we found a planet with the hottest babes. So hot. So hot. All the hottest babes. Just all the hottest babes. They were also like Klingons. Like, they were super all about honor. They were fighting all the time. It was great. But can we stay there? No. There was no 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 baby. Nobody was pregnant. Nobody. Nobody could get pregnant. None of them. (laughs) They were all egg layers. So it just didn't work. Oh, man. It's... I, I want Discovery to come back to this. Because, you know, in Discovery, the quadrants don't really matter anymore. Yeah. It just seems to be that they just all go the galaxy they just go is one, yeah. one big thing. So they should just go to this planet and just check up on this. Yeah. See how it's going. The descendants of these Klingons. Yeah. I would love to see there's just like another Klingon civilization and they're all pretty like chill. Yeah. Religiously, With like, like uh, murals and like... Um, Basilicas of Balana and the child yeah. and Tom too. <laughs> Tom, Tom is absolutely yeah. there. <laughs> he he's the equivalent of Joseph, right? He's yeah. just like some guy. <laughs> he defeated our greatest warrior. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I need to see that. I need to see that. Uh, um, yeah, this. Uh, let's do. The, I want to do the last. Guest star shout out, which I kind of thought you would do, Dylan. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember this woman from Rat Race. <laughs> <laughs> Who was she in Rat Race? I don't know. I don't the, know. The, the, the expert on Rat Race right here is, is Dylan. Is stumped. I'm stumped. <laughs> so, so Trega, who initially has the hots for... For Harry Kim, Love who, that. by the way, spends the entire series Wanting going after fuck. women who don't want him. <laughs> yeah. And finally, there's this like Klingon, like hot Klingon babe. And he's just like, uh, no, Ew, no. And Neelix is like, um, don't mind if I do. Don't mind. <laughs> Neelix is such a horn dog. Good the Lord, way Neelix, Neelix shoves him into a bulkhead and it's like no second servings unless I say so is hilarious. Um, 
Apparently, she's one of the Lucys on the Lucy bus in Rat Race. Ah, yes, of course. I love Lucy. Yeah. It would have been hard for you to to catch that, Dylan. I remember this Lucy now, actually. I think she's the one that starts crying like very loudly. They all cry. That was the point. I know they all cry, but there's one in particular who's like the leader of the Lucys. I thought the leader of the Lucys um, was in drag. I don't... Oh, maybe actually, yeah. Um, so yeah, horny pretending to be Klingon Neelix turns out to be my favorite Neelix and Best the Neelix. most bearable Neelix of I've ever encountered in all of Voyager. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed him this episode. I'm not gonna lie, and that's saying something because I've never enjoyed Neelix, and so you know, you know what characters who act with agency are interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like Neelix, they don't. The, in the first two seasons, the only agency he has is being a weird, overprotective boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, he's just like, I'm here to be nice. And then in this episode, <laughs> he's like, I want stuff and this is how I'm going to get it. And that's always interesting. It's as simple yeah. as If you're that. a writer, just remember that. People wants who and want needs, things, baby. Yeah, wants, wants and, and needs. needs. Well, and the Klingons appreciate him and yeah. are like, they love his cooking and he he likes them and everyone's complaining about the smell and Neelix is like, yeah, they smell great. It's like, it's like, like cool musk. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I learned some new songs and I'm about to get some. Like, he and then he, the, does get <laughs> then he does get some. <laughs> I would imagine Neelix is like the court jester in the, like a Klingon world. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. loves him. They bring him in to entertain them. Bring in the Talaxian. Bring in the Talaxian. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, <laughs> they're either laughing at him or with him, but like he doesn't care. He's just having a great time with them. And then one of the one of the like ladies in the court is like, "You come to bed with me," and he's like, "All right." Fuck yeah, okay. <laughs> as long as nobody finds out that he's a literal deserter, he's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, oh, at one shit. point she at one point she goes, "My great warrior," and I was like, "Well, not really." <laughs> Tuvok should have been like, you know, that he deserted his people, right? Total cockblock. Cockblock. If, cock if you actually That's knew the truth, called. you would reject him as a coward. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Mr. Vulcan. Mr. Vulcan, come on. <laughs> Neelix, you destroyed my room. It's the least I could do. We never named her, by the way. It's Peggy Joe Jacobs, who plays yes. one of the Lucys and Chirega. Um, yes. Sorry. Um, very, very funny. Uh, speaking uh, of uh, Neelix, seven sex. All I wrote in my notes is Neelix be fucking. That's what I wrote to remember that. <laughs> yeah, Neelix be fucking. I said Neelix is fucking. That's what I wrote in my notes. Uh, um, by the, I like that the doctor prescribes Kim just go ahead and do it with Trey. <laughs> Here's, your- <laughs> Here's your permit slip, which Here's- apparently is a is a reference to an earlier episode where Kim does sleep with somebody from a different species <laughs> and the doctor chastises him for not getting permission for it. I love this so idea. This is a callback. I love this doctor- idea of having to go to like to go to like Jane and be like, hey, so I got a chance to get some, but <laughs> It's with a different to, species. I need you to sign, sign this permission slip. <laughs> She's like, I don't, that's not how it works. Who told you that that's how it works? The doctor, doctor said that's what I had to do. 
no, I never he's, want to see this ever again. She's he's like, fucking I, with you. Tom's I like, I always just sign her name. I just sign Janeway. I approve when you're sleeping with people above you in command. I don't approve this shit. Get out of my office. <laughs> so I, again, I always have a DS9 bias, but the doctor is by far my favorite doctor in all of Star Trek. She's um, at the end when they're like, the baby saved us. And the doctor's like, well, technically I saved you. And she's, and like, like, she's like, doctor, snaps. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow this, Mr. Ego. I think he He's is like, the best yes. doctor. A hundred percent. I think so too. And all the tricks. Which is funny because he's the least human of all of them. And that's what I love. (laughs) It's like. Because he plays it up so much too. Do you think generally the doctors are. I don't know if MVP is the right word, but like the best utility players on every show. Yeah. Except yeah. for Crusher slash Pulaski. They, you know, those are, they're very just generic mm-hmm. mommy yeah. doctors almost. Um, but besides that, like Phlox is great. Bashir is great. Ta'ana is great. is great. Ta- who? <laughs> Ta'ana from uh, Lower Decks. Lower Decks. And Colber is great. Like they're all oh, like. Colber's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I need more Colber. Need more, more Colbert. More I want Mbenga from Strange New Worlds. Oh, Mbenga is amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. I'm wanting them to utilize him more, but I, I do think he's going to be a great character once they kind of draw him out more. Mm. Um, well, now that he's, anyways, we won't spoil. Yeah, no, no spoilers. Now that he's now that, dead. No, he's super dead. He's super dead. <laughs> <laughs> I am now sad that, that we free. won't see that actor more in Dune too, but. Is what it is. Oh, he it played, is. um, what's his name? Didn't he? Jamis. Yeah. Yeah. Love him. <clears throat> uh, here's a little bit of trivia. I'm going to connect it to Deep Space Nine for Mark. Please. The Batleth prop that um, is given to Taurus at the end of the episode. Is it the it, one from the f- from the episode from season four? Let me finish. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, sword the, the Sword of Kalos. The Sword of Kalos. I thought it looked just like the Sword of Kalos from season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, suggests that it was very old, even by the time Kolar's grandfather gave it to him. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's the same prop. Same prop. I'm That's sure it. I would be surprised if the Voyager writing or, or set design prop crew cared that much about That's the fair. logic of it so much as we got this one over here from yeah. Deep Space Nine. It's all in the Deep Space Nine boxes. Um, in DS9, they beamed it into space, so they may have just found it. Yeah, they just found it on their way. <laughs> this is <was laughs> my grandfather's. Actually, we just found it. <laughs> so. We just found it. It's floating around. Um, let's see here. The child, well, oh, but also this whole baby heals the disease thing. Mark, you wouldn't know this because you gave up on it, but this is a whole plot line in, in Battlestar Galactica of, mm. of like the hybrid child mm. saving a, a, a species. Um, it's classic. Yeah, but it is a very classic uh, sci-fi trope. Almost to the extent where it's like, why did you introduce this disease? That was a, uh, such a weird turn, honestly. I was it like, was a second this act, is weird. like. Yeah, uh, and we need more conflict because this mm-hmm. one's we're already halfway through the episode and Tom is fighting the guy. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, Tom just they could have just went for it and Tom just killed him. That would have been cool. The thing is, Klingons are 
in canon, Klingons, Klingons are stronger and faster than Vulcans. So you have somebody who's stronger and faster than a Vulcan. You have to give him some way that he's weaker than Tom because sure. in reality, he would have just crushed Tom and killed Tom. Literally. Even with a blunted one, he would have killed his Tom. His arms would I have agree. been... He tried to block his arms. Would have, he would just have ripped like, his arms just off. Just like buckled, like, yeah. yeah. It's the thing that really bothers me a lot in Star Trek which is annoying to say, but like the most warrior big time badass race in the alpha quadrant are the Klingons and they are constantly getting beaten by weaker things. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even, even Quark when he's being, uh, you know, puppeted by Worf yeah. in that one episode, uh, he should have, like, he could be as tactically sound as Worf, but he's still working, operating with inferior hardware yeah, right. <laughs> of like a bartender. Ferengi bartender. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it's something that constantly happens. But I, you're right; Tom should have gotten beat big time. And so that's why I feel like they gave them the disease just to kind of even the playing field. And then they had to have work it into the plot line. And then it's like, oh, yeah. then we're saved by the baby or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um. I. It's no. It was noticeable to me that Chakotay was very absent from this episode, <laughs> um, and that yeah, Robert like Beltran was, was so checked out by season seven. He's just so checked out, and it's like Bolana and was his second in command in season one, and he had just he was in I think two scenes of this whole episode. Yeah, what um, the f- I don't even and, remember him, in and he the wasn't episode. at the fight. Um, and so he's it's like, just I'm like, busy. I've got a replicate something i gotta be on on the bridge or whatever and so he was in the first scene and then i think he was in the the scene where they take over the ship i think he got stunned but it was just like yeah he oh yeah he got zapped i remember i do remember that now there's yeah there is this a moment where they kind they just give him a a standard chakotay line where somebody's like Oh, like, what if their prophecy isn't real? And he's like, it doesn't matter if it isn't real. Their ancestors made this thing. <laughs> it just like was like ancestor adjacent, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like, the ancestors. It's like, my trust ancestors. me, man. You think I'm annoying with all my ancestor stuff? Just, These just guys. You yeah. You, just you wait. Bill Tran's like, you get me for two two days of the shoot and then yep. I'm out. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll come in for lunch. Right. Like he comes in and he's like at the, at the food table. I don't know if you're shooting today. I'm not, I'm just I'm here for shooting. the lunch. <laughs> I'm here for the carrots. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's uh, not much else here. Um, I do like the line. There will be no death matches on this ship. That was pretty funny. That's like the equivalent of like your parents saying, knock it off back there. There's nobody's getting their eye poked out today. It's not happening. We're not going to the emergency room again. Yeah. Stop it. (laughs) We're not doing it again. Okay. We're not doing it again. I'll also point out that the Gach, even though all the Klingons say they like it, that Gach was dead. Yeah. That was was cold Gach. That was spaghetti. There's no way that those Klingons, they were just being polite to Neelix about that Gach. Because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be slithery, warm, and alive. Hot worms. Slithery, Hot warm, worms. and alive. Ooh. But maybe they hadn't had Gach in two generations, so they don't know. Maybe their Gach gets dead. Like, that's how they like it. I'm just thinking of, like, if a white person... You know, have you ever seen the, the when Gordon Ramsay tries to make pho noodles? <laughs> and he's, like, with, with this, like, Thai... Not Thai, a Vietnamese lady. I'm pretty sure this is what the episode was. <laughs> and, no, no, he's trying to make pad si u or something like that. And it does Thai... Like, anyways, he does it, and he's, like, pretty good, right? And she's, like... No. 
not I'm not gonna say that. It's, like, <laughs> it's not. I, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> is the look on her face like <laughs> no thank you i would not eat these noodles <laughs> oh if i had God. yeah uh, that's anyways um that's just uh, let's just jump into them archives let's jump into them i'm ready accessing starfleet archives uss voyager simulating you may now enter the holodeck so, do you guys, do you guys want some? Of, do you guys want this Batleth? It's like, it's pretty new, and it's actually super like realistic accurate. Can I hold it? No, you Here, hold, I mean, hold it. Part. No, you have to buy it no, first I'm, before you hold it. We have to I buy it before it? we hold it. You have to buy it before you hold. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of mm. like oh, you break it, you bought it thing, but in my shop, it's you, you touch, touch it, it, you, you bought, bought it. it. Yeah. Part, I've already got like three batlists. I I bought three batlists from these Klingons. Why did you buy them from them? Why? Like I, I don't understand. We're really good friends. We've been friends for like a super long time, and well, you know, you well, bought, know that I have a Klingon gift shop. I do know that. And the last batlist I bought from you broke when I got into a fun sparring session with one of these Klingons, and they said it wasn't. No offense, okay. They, this is what they said. They said it was not a good batlist. And that they would sell their their used ones to me. These aren't even the three ballasts I bought aren't even pristine, but they they are better than the ones that you've been selling. Mine are authentic, though. It does. The, the, here's the I thing. mean, authentic it looking. They're not really authentic. No, authentic. No, they're very authentic. A lot of people don't know that bathlets were actually just very fragile. The authentic ones, like the real ones. They're they're weapons, though. Like, yep. they should be, be yep. able to be fighting. No, yeah, they would fight, but then they would break, and then they'd stab people with them. Well, I have seen Klingons do that, but it's, it always seems like a cool part of, like, an escalation of the battle. Really, like the, the situation is, it is and they stab them. Yeah, and, like know. they use their disruptors for a little bit, and then they the take thing out is their like, weapons and use them. For example, per, okay, I will buy this battleth from you. Okay, so Thank here's you. the here's the money. Okay, so here I go. I'm attacking you. Ow! See, you didn't you didn't even flinch. It didn't yeah. even really. pierce the skin. Yeah, I'm, and this yeah. is the pointiest part of it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying right now to push this into your skin, and it's not breaking the skin. Yeah, it's the sa- it's got it's sa- just safety regulations. And it snapped in half. Yeah. I feel like that shouldn't Look, have happened. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, these Klingons have cut way into my profits. Everybody loves the Klingon core that we had going on, and everybody's dressed like Klingons, and they wanted all the, the stuff, and I always make a lot of money. Klingon core was very trendy it was for the super last trendy. two weeks. Yeah. yeah, and now it's like, now it's like authentic Klingon core. Like, there's not even any artistic expression with Klingon core anymore. It's just authentic Klingon stuff. Well, I, I feel like what you're saying is kind of minimizing actual Klingon culture. I mean, what what oh, you were doing was the equivalent, of, uh, equivalent of fast fashion. Yeah, you know, you were like you the just, like the H and M version. Yeah. All right, guys, whatever. Well, I personally have burned all my Klingon stuff and will not be partaking in any of this blasphemy on the ship. I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry. How did what? you burn anything, yeah. McCall? I mean, if you heat spaceship? it up hot enough, it melts. How did you so heat you, it up hot enough? Were you just phasing enough? them? Were you just yeah, phasing Yeah, you just take your phase and you shoot stuff? it until it turns red hot and then it melts. Why were you doing Why did you do because that? Because this blasphemy, they keep coming on here and talking about this Balana's babies like some sort of 
some sort of messiah? There's only room for one set of prophets and, and religion on this ship. What is that? I'm, I'm um, really our, confused The Bajoran right prophets are, are, are the definitive like gods here. <sighs> oh, you mean the wormhole aliens? The wormhole aliens. You know that I hate it when you guys... We, bur- we blew up a school because people were calling them wormhole aliens. And we're not, I'm not afraid to blow up this ship if you guys keep calling them that. You Wait. always threaten to blow up this ship, and it's, I should have reported you by I mean, now, but I haven't. Multiple it's, times. it's an expression. I have never really done it. It's like well, it's I like know. a figure of speech. I know. And plus, you're Bajoran. Like you're not going to be any good at it because yeah. obviously you couldn't even fend off the Cardassians. What the hell is that? What the hell is that supposed to mean? I mean, he's right. I'm just saying, like, Seska was on this ship for how long, and you did you said nothing about she it. She's like, a Cardassian saying, spy. We didn't. I didn't know her that well. You're, well, clearly, and she you teamed didn't up know with the Kazon. Well at all. That, they're not even that good at fighting. Well, exactly, suck. and you should have figured all this out. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, what I'm trying to say, McCall, is you're not really a threat, so your threats don't mean much. Well, that's rude. I, I need to go burn some more Klingon weapons to prove that. Do you want to buy some to burn? You can buy. You can do whatever. I you can want burn with yours mine. over like a campfire. I want real Klingon weapons to burn. But they're getting burnt. I don't understand why you want to burn authentic. Why can't you just burn the yours, ones that I yours have? Yours look like they're made of triscuits. I, I really feel like we should be burning the real weapons that the Klingons have been kind of introducing into our our groups. But it's funny you say that because I, I actually have a trisket model. I just made this one. It's an edible... Uh, Badlet, so you can dip it in all kinds of sauces and stuff, and just like Shit, eat it. Pretty good. Yeah. So wait, so you don't fight with it? It's like a party thing. You like eat it? It's a party trick. Yeah. It's a it's a uh, Batleth shaped triskit uh, that you can so hold it's like, and dip. Like, you like, oh, it's a good day to snack, and then you like dip it. Yeah. In I've also got these huge buckets of hummus too that you everybody just walks what, around. It's what's like a hummus? pool of hummus. Have you What's ever had hummus? hummus before? I've never had hummus before. Uh, it's like a bunch of, they take a bunch of chickpeas or like uh-huh. garbanzo beans and mash oh, them up. Oh, yeah. Oh, beans. We have a lot of beans stuff. on Bajor. Well, I bet you yeah. do. Yeah. It's just like a sauce, kind of. Oh, that's that sounds that delicious. That pretty good. Uh, I'll call Tom right now and um, ask him if he wants to meet up and we'll do a little, he, maybe we'll play some Calto, like maybe, because we're all bunking together right now, so maybe we yeah. can play some Calto together. He and- actually got permission from the doctor to mate with one of the Klingon women, um, so I don't know really? how available he's going to be. Also, we should check on our quarters uh, because they may be just oh. destroying them right now. He better not be having sex in the quarters. If This is why he told us to meet in the mess hall and didn't show oh. up. You know, that's we all f- got tricked. If there's a sock the on time. the door when we get back, I'm gonna be so pissed. Which I'm is, by the way, I don't understand that tradition. Like he has to manually insert something into the door to put a sock on it. What does yeah. that mean? I don't understand what what that tradition. I think that's is. a human thing. It's just an old human. I actually thing. might want to buy a batleth so that I can hit him with it. I know they're not lethal when I buy them from you. Per- which one? Which one? Which which one would you like? Do you want the maybe the Trisket uh, one? That one sounds the Trisket like model because then we can eat I'm it also, afterwards. Yeah, I'm also working on some jelly versions, like a gummy bear, ver- like a gummy version, uh, which is pretty fun. Gummy version? I like. Does it wobble? Does it like wobble? Yeah, kind of. I feel like if you were to bit, smack yeah. someone with it, it would hurt pretty hard, though. It would hit pretty hard. Yeah, I've I've been smacked with it a few times. Oh yeah. What is that? Yeah. I mean, I get smacked with it all the time if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I do not know what you're talking about. I mean, I get slapped with it sometimes. Oh, yeah. 
Do you like that? I'm winking at you. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> this is getting. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'll take the Trisket. I'm, I'm gonna take the Trisket one. I'll grab one of these. Yeah. And um, you, you want a Trisket one? There you go. There you and go. I'm I'm actually okay. gonna go and go um, stop Tom from fucking in our room. I'm gonna go ask Neelix to whip up some humbus. As you call I don't it. think that's what it's called, but okay. Hum, uh, humus. Let me know. What let me know called? if you want to get smacked with one of those one of those jelly ballots later. Okay. I'm gonna go smack myself <laughs> with one of those jelly those jelly ballots. Humbus. 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 I'm sorry that broke me on. <laughs> no, that's good. It was my one contribution to this pick. Humbus. Humbus. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the archives. Tis the season. Oh, to be jolly. Christmas. Uh, uh, let's, 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 so the holodeck scene is just Tom and old guy. Fighting. Old, old Klingon, whose <laughs> name is Tegreth. I had to look so, it up again. Fighting. Klingon armor looks, mm-hmm. when you've got the headpiece on, you got the long hair, when you've got the weapon, it looks okay. Anybody yeah. else wearing it looks so stupid. Tom so looks so dumb, dumb in the Klingon armor. It looks, yeah, he looks tiny. Yeah, it looks like his, his head's small. It makes yeah, his head look really small. And he's small. got a pretty big head at this Especially point. Especially in season, season seven, seven. Yeah. Robert Duncan yeah. McNeil. He's got dad head, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's got that short hair. He's had a couple whiskeys. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He spends a lot of time at the sports bar <laughs> watching the game. Yeah, he definitely yeah. Uh, looked like an idiot. <laughs> I would love, I'm really bummed that they didn't, like, Tom's obsession with Americana. I really wish that they would have done, like, a uh, Wisconsin, like, sports bar, like, like in the middle of town. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, We're in really- Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the like, the bar is like all faux wood. Yeah, just like <laughs> yeah, uh, just dartboards. Dart- and this is my table, bitch. You like yeah. sh- you? You guys didn't like Shay. I never remember the name of it. But Shay Perry. <laughs> yeah. well, Get ready for you. this. This is Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the middle of January. <laughs> Welcome to Jimmy's. It's cold yeah. as fuck outside. <laughs> What's there to drink? There's Jameson, and then there's whatever's worse than Jameson. Yeah. It's negative eight degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just goes, he grows a mustache, like a thick God. mustache. Doesn't he have Midwestern a he has a mustache and um, author author like a he terrible sure mustache and author author as Marseille? Yeah, Marseille. <laughs> Lieutenant Marseille. I need a character dedicated specifically to holodeck like cosplaying. <laughs> so whenever we see them, they're in a new character because they're like, yeah. oh, this week I'm doing this. <laughs> this week I'm doing this. And they don't do anything else. <laughs> That's all they do. They just like, yes. I live the holodeck, man. Yeah, that guy just loves the holodeck. <laughs> Not like the way it. Tom likes the holodeck. This, this dude this, lives in the top He of the lives holiday. there, man. <laughs> and it's not like Reggie where he has like a mental problem. Right. It's like, no, it's, it's like, not addiction. Man, I just fucking, yeah, he just loves, I love movies, man. <laughs> the thing is, he just loves the holodeck. He works out, he goes to the gym, works out like two hours a day. He's yeah. ripped, he's really healthy. He just loves the holodeck. He just, just can't get enough of it. Just love the holodeck, man. Just love it. It's fucking dope. <laughs> there was a character on Voyager also who loved the gym. Was it really? Yeah, there's a guy who's just like, I love working out, man. I just <laughs> love working out, being in my body. 
I'm pretty sure he dies. But yeah, there is a dude <laughs> who's like, he's, there's a dude who just likes to work out. It's great. Oh my God. Uh, okay, let's so this, let's baby. just let's write this uh, dialogue. Today would be a very bad day to die. I think it was worth a couple points. The only Klingon I'm afraid of is my wife after she's worked a double shift. (laughs) That was was the best line. That was maybe the best line of the whole episode right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it, I'm going to give it a five. Actually, it's pretty dense. Those those, (laughs) those two lines alone. Just yeah. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Just for the the my wife after a double shift because yeah, that's like ever. you know the writers are like yeah. oh yeah <laughs> that's a great line <laughs> it's a very much a dad line from Tom a, yeah yes. I'm gonna say four point five I mean he married uh, a half Klingon half Latina woman what does he expect <laughs> uh, romance. I mean, Tom's fighting for Bolana. Bolana. <laughs> That's true, literally. Yeah. He could die. He could get killed. This is clean on. Yeah. <laughs> is there a... And this is a question for stakes and action. Is there like a safeties on half sex, like um, setting for the holodeck? No. Where it's like Do you they, won't die, but you can still get hurt. Like if you run into a tree or something. Like there's like a, a, a simulation of like, hey, that's what that's how it feels like to... To get hit. Die, but not die. Yeah, they yeah. get punched in the face. Why did they just put the safeties on? I'm getting confused. Maybe yeah, they did. I think they did put the safeties on, didn't they? No, they just used less. Dull batleths? Dull yeah, bat-leths. they used blunted yeah. batleths. So they could still, like, Tom could have gotten Blunt- hit in the yeah, head and, like, his skull yeah. would have cry- caved in. Well, that's what the, the doctor, doctor like- says. The doctor's like, he could still get fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah. The- he could still really die. Low key, I feel like the doctor was there to watch Tom die because yeah. he hates <laughs> Tom. Finally. So he's just like, I'm here to help in case help. of an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, doctor, he's bleeding. Uh, there's nothing Scan. I can do. Nope, nothing Except I could smile. do. Like he's dead. He's like coughing up blood. It's he's not. He's definitely not breathing at this point. I'm sorry, everyone. Time of death. Uh, and then he calls it, and is like, he's still saying my name. Is that? Uh, he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, are, I called it. That's post post death. Just yeah, the his, brain. His brain's stuff. just getting <laughs> electronic si- signals. I'm gonna give it a four for romance because Tom's dumb doing this. I'm gonna give it like a two five because like it's romantic, but there's no like there's no kissing, there's no loving. It's just kind of like I'm gonna fight for my lady sort of thing. Yeah, it's like dumb. Yeah, uh, white primal romance. Three point five. Action. I'll give us a a a three and a half for the the Batleth choreography. It just wasn't very original choreography. It's a good, it's a good Batleth fight. Nobody took any hits and homeboy just fell to the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Like it, bummer dude. It wasn't even a hit from Tom (laughs) that made him fall. He just kind of passed out. I really wish Tom would have taken that opportunity to like hit him on the ground. Just start murdering. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) He falls down. Everyone's like, Oh no, what's wrong? He's like, you send three hits on the ground, right? One, two, three. I got him. He's fucking two, dead. <laughs> uh, 2.5. 2.5. Dylan? Uh, yeah, 2.5. That feels good. Suspense? I, I didn't feel any suspense Nobody's going to die. Was Paris going to win? No. 
I mean, he <laughs> it's did. like how how are the writers going to get out of this yeah. one? Honestly, <laughs> it really did feel like they wrote themselves into a corner that was like Tom definitely can't win this fight. How are they going to get out of this? Yeah, mm, all the clings have this weird Everyone's disease. And it just hits him right now. <laughs> yeah. It just so happened that he's been on this ship for how many decades, and it hits him during the fight. During. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with like a, a one. I say a one. Okay. Well, I'm sticking to zero personally. Okay. Camp. It's definitely very campy. <sighs> I mean, oh. just the line itself. Yeah. yeah. I'm the only Klingon I'm scared of is my wife after a double shift. That's. I think it could have been campier. The batleths. They've been, yeah. they've done better with their batleths. They weren't like rubber and wobbly. Uh, those are my favorite <laughs> batleths. Are the wobbly. Yeah. Ones. <laughs> Are you referencing the archive scene? <laughs> no, I in the past, in the past, Batleth fights have been very like ooh, wobbly. Great, got, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go with a three five, three five from Dylan, four from Jan, three Mark, three stakes. I mean, they're pretty high. Pretty high. It wasn't a battle to the death. That's true. Still a battle for the fate of the Klingon people. And true. also people getting their rooms back, maybe, or maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> also people Space getting on their the rooms ship. back. Tuvok, Sanity. That's a huge deal. Um, huge deal. I'll give it a 1.5. I'm going to give it a 2. I'm going to also say a 2. All right. <laughs> There's something about the Voyager equilibrium. We got to talk about. 2.5. <laughs> 2.5. <laughs> Five, 2.5. <laughs> Computer, final score. Calculating. 2.78. <laughs> yeah, all Voyager episodes holiday content are just right, right down the middle. Super subpar. <laughs> oh, I love uh, that. Fun episode, guys. That was uh, a blast. I did enjoy yeah, the I episode. Yeah, I would recommend watching. This is one of the better Voyager ones. Doesn't uh-huh. feel like a slog. Even the twists that are like, you guys just forgot you had to do 45 minutes instead of 25 minutes are good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Uh, what are we watching next week? It's going to be something from Voyager. All right. Stick around for Voyager Month. Uh, Voyager Month continues. Voyager Month continues. officially Christmas season, the holiday season. Uh, so get ready for a holiday-inspired episode if we can find one. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, this one was our Jesus story. Yeah. Now we have to find, yep. like, a, you know, enduring a, a siege story yeah. for, to get the Hanukkah story <laughs> yes. checked. Yeah. And then we'll. we'll one <laughs> gel pack that was supposed to last one night lasted eight nights. <laughs> eight nights. <laughs> uh, uh, check, check our link uh, in the what's it called? The description for our coffee. If you mm-hmm. feel so inclined us to donate to us, we really appreciate it, but we understand times are tough. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Subscribing always helps if you haven't done it already. Mm-hmm. Also probably the most valuable thing you could do is just tell somebody else about this podcast. Somebody yeah. who likes Star Trek. Just um, whisper it into their ear. Whisper it. Yeah. Just when you give them a hug, just get it right up close to your ear and say, hey, you should listen to Trek to Holodeck. It's cool as fuck. And then go away. Go yeah, away. Just leave. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the end of Lost in Translation. That's actually what Bill Murray whispers into Sophia, uh, not Sophia, uh, Scarlett Johansson's he ear. He says to listen yeah, to yeah. this podcast. He says, he says, listen to Trek to the Holodeck. And then he says, 
presented by Indiesaurus. It's really cool uh, podcasting network. And if you like it a lot, maybe you can join the Discord. They have a lot of cool conversations on and, there. And then he credits the computer voice by Verona Blue. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Verona Blue does the voice of the computer on it, so it's pretty cool, too. It's pretty cool. And also, there's like this really cool music. It's by Bodyline, and it's used with permission from the Midwest Collective. And as always, just just know that it's a fan podcast. So fuck Viacom CBS. Yes, fuck Viacom CBS. <laughs> really, really quickly. This we're two weeks out now, but this actually just happened last night. Um, shout out and a lot of love to the LGBT community in Colorado. There was a mass shooting yeah. last night, and so just sending love to that community. There was a shooting in a club last night. So yeah, uh, thanks for letting me know. I had no idea. Yes, and yet another. It's really uh, fucked know, up. F- fuck America. Regulate a lot, a lot. weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe do something about please. that. Yes, please. Maybe God. at some point. Yeah. Um, All right. Sorry, on that note. Turk to the whole All right, everyone. Have a fantastic uh, day. Okay.